0: The word of the Lord, the prophet cried out. We're told in Colossians 3.17, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in every form of wisdom and understanding. Isaiah 28.23, Listen and hear my voice. Pay attention and hear what I say. Isaiah 55.11, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he's near. Jeremiah 29.13, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Yes, God has called us to turn aside from the busyness of our life and listen to Him. You know, that's why we come to church every Sunday, to listen to God. You're not here to listen to me. You're here to hear what God has said. I'm just His messenger. And so are you. You're God's messengers to your friends, your neighbors, your family. You're God's instrument to take His word to them that they can hear what God has said. I want you to hear this statement, because we're going to read this together in a minute. Only until we make the Bible a priority in our lives will we come to understand what God wants to do in us, for us, and through us. If we fail at that, we will be sucked into a false and empty philosophy of life. Amen? Let's say this together. Only until we make the Bible a priority in our lives will we come to understand what God wants to do in us, for us, and through us. If we fail at that, we will be sucked into a false and empty philosophy of life. Let's say it together again. Only until we make the Bible a priority in our lives Will we come to understand what God wants to do in us, for us, and through us? If we fail at that, we will be sucked into a false and empty philosophy of life. That's a good one to be thinking on for quite some time, isn't it? I can remember my very first class of uh, taking biblical Hebrew. Hebrew. Get into the class, we're sitting there. The professor is sitting at his desk and he just, when the last student came in and sat down, he lifted up his eyes and he looked at us he said, Welcome to the lifelong learning of biblical Hebrew. Lifelong learning, oh boy. (laughs) And then he said the most profound statement that I think I've ever heard. None of us can afford to know less of the word of God than we are capable of. None of us can afford to know less of the Word of God than we are capable of. In our passage before us today, we find that God revealed Himself in faithful acts. God's revealed Himself in nature. God has revealed Himself in the Scriptures. God has revealed Himself through a church, a body of believers who follow God. God's revealing Himself he revealed himself in faithful acts, verses uh, 2 through 13. God called and led the forefathers from serving the other gods. Notice not sir? God called. God led. God called and led nation Israel out of slavery in Egypt. God called and led nation Israel to capture and possess the land of Canaan. All those great countries that uh, Rachel read for us, you know. Did a great job, too, Would not you think? That's, that's some big hard words there. And God gave powerful victory over a more powerful enemy. The Bible tells us greater is the spirit of God who is in you than the spirit of the enemy who is in the world. You have greater power within you than Satan himself has because you have all the authority of the living God to stand for him. Then verses 14 and 15 God calls to make a choice. He tells them how God did all these things. He said, "Now therefore, choose ye this day whom you will serve. Who are you really going to serve? You need to make a commitment. You need to make a choice. Who are you going to serve? The God of your forefathers over there, those idols, those stones, wooden figures, gold figures. Or are you going to serve me, the living God? Notice what the call entailed. It was a call to fear the Lord. Two parts of that, you know. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. The fear of the Lord is respect, reverence for who God is. But that's also a little bit of fear and trembling. when we come to know and understand that God has complete power over us. That's something to be afraid of. Now, Ted, you, you like electricity, don't you? you? You install electric wires and things, electric boxes. You have a good respect for electricity? Yeah, you've probably seen what it can do, can't you? Yeah, I tried to... I... <laughs> On vacation, I installed a couple of electric boxes at my in law's house. I didn't turn the breaker off, so I'm working it. Sure enough, I got, yeah. Yeah, got my respect, so I went and turned the breaker off, then finished it. So, you never forget to do that? That's right. It's a call to reference God, to fear Him. We read in Isaiah 66:2, all these things my hands have created. And so all these things came to be, declares the Lord. But this is the person to whom I will look, the one who is humble and contrite of spirit and trembles at my word. I can remember the first men's retreat I went to. It wasn't the first one, it was the second one. And Cliff Christensen happened to be our men's speaker for that weekend. And most of us guys came away with fear and trembling, of having been in the presence of God and shaken to our very core. And that was an awesome sense to be that, make that commitment to respond to that, that God loves us that much. It's a call to reverence God. It's a call to reject your former guns. Uh, Thessalonians tells us, for they themselves report what kind of welcome you gave us and how you turned away from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for His Son from heaven who He raised from the dead, Jesus our Deliverer from the coming wrath. You talk about a full statement there. There's a lot of things there to study, to search and understand and know. God calls us to come reverence Him. God calls us to turn away from the things of this world and focus our eyes on the Lord Jesus. We'll hear more about that next Sunday. The people responded affirmatively, verses 16 and 18. They they responded because they recognized God's delivering hand. They recognized the signs and wonders that God performed. All those things he did in Egypt, the plagues, and then the parting of the waters, bringing them through the desert, providing for them uh, while they're walking across this desert on a nice long camping trip. And they had to walk several days to get to Mount Sinai. But God provided for them everything they needed during that time. They recognized God's preservation of His people, delivering them from all their enemies. He preserved them. And then they made a commitment to serve the Lord only. You know, Jesus said, no man can serve two masters. He'll cling to the one and hate the other, or he'll love the one and reject the other. Notice what it was a commitment to. To love God and walk in his ways. And is that not why we're here? To love God, to love the people around us, and to help us all to know and follow Jesus. That's why we gather here as a church. This is our purpose. To love God. You know, the men are studying this in James chapter 1. To love God. What does it mean? How does that look? How do you demonstrate that you love God? Well, you're doing part of it right now, aren't you? You're sitting here at church. It's not just something to do. It's not just the right thing to do. It's not just a good thing to do. It's not a fun thing to do. What is the thing to tell God? God, because I love you, I want to be in your house. I got saved on a Thursday. And from that day forward, I didn't want to be anywhere but in God's house and with his people. Have you made such a commitment to love God? To love the people around you? So you know and follow Jesus and can tell others to help them know and follow Jesus? If you've not made such a commitment, why not? Why not today? Why not right now? Because what you make a commitment to is what you stand for and what you live for. God's call was also a Call to renounce a sinful, idolatrous way of life. Verses 19 to 23. A lot of our life groups are working through gospel in life right now, and that's dealing with understanding and recognizing idolatry. We can set up idols in our life and not even be aware of it, you know. If we let anything become more important to us than God is, that's an idol. Notice Joshua told the people, Oh yeah, we'll, we'll serve the Lord. He said, you can't serve the Lord. God's not going to forgive you your sin. You're still thinking about You want to commit sin. And it's alright to commit sin and walk with God because you're under grace not under law. God expects us to put ourselves away our sin, our idolatrous way of life, and become the righteousness of God. The righteousness that Christ imparts to us when we put our personal faith in Him. Isaiah 32:17, The effect, no, the result of righteousness will be peace. And the effect of righteousness is a quiet confidence forever. Notice the people confirm their commitment to serve the Lord God only. To obey His voice. To obey is better than sacrifice. Now, Hosea 6.6, For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. God desires a response to Him, to obey Him, rather than to make sacrifices Desires steadfast love. God wants us to respond to Him, to love Him with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength, with all our mind, and to love our neighbor in the same way we love ourselves. Two very big challenges to us in our heart and our life. Is it easy? No. It takes work, it takes this commitment. It takes pursuing God daily, on a regular basis. God gave a judgment against Israel, against northern Israel, the tribe that rejected Him. Hosea nine seventeen, My God will reject them because they have not obeyed Him. They confirmed their commitment to follow God's statutes and rules recorded in God's Word. Uh, my favorite, what do you think my favorite chapter in the Bible is? Did anybody take a guess? My favorite chapter in the Bible is Psalm 119. Because it's all about God's Word and all its facets and aspects. Judgments, commandments, rules, laws, statutes. Everything that God wants us to know about Himself is in His Word. The law of God is often referred to, and it has come to mean this book, the entire Bible, is the law of God, the Word of the living God, God's voice to us. Are you committed to following God's Word? Are you committed to hearing His voice and obeying Him? You follow everything recorded in this book. Just remember, none of us can afford to know less of the Word of God than we are capable of. Our challenge, Colossians 3, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in every form of wisdom and now it's like understanding. Have you a commitment to read the Word of God on a regular basis? Maybe even to memorize it? It's fun. Reading God's Word in First uh, John. God's commandments are not grievous. They're not burdensome. They're a delight. They're a joy. We find our call to commitment... In Luke chapter 9, verses 23 to 28, from Jesus himself. This is right after Jesus fed the 5,000. Peter confessed Jesus as the Christ. Jesus foretold them about his death and resurrection. And then he came to these words, Luke 9, 23 to 28. And he said to all, if any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever will lose his life for my sake will save it. Whoever wishes to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Takes you back to James 4. Submit to God. Surrender to God on a daily basis. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Cleanse your hands and purify your hearts. That's our daily walk, a walk with God, a walk to learn of the righteousness and the ways of God. So where is your commitment? What are you committed to? How familiar are you with the Word of God? If you don't know all the Word of God, then you should, of all people, should be in Sunday school and Bible study as often as you can. You need to be at it. That's why I keep coming to Sunday school. I haven't learned it all yet. God gives insight to other people. And we can learn so much by listening to others. Job said these words in Job 23.12. I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my daily portion of food. Job treasured God's words more than his daily food. Your spiritual commitment in life will be in direct proportion to your commitment to purposely turn your ear to hear the Word of God by reading it as often as you can and even memorizing it. So, if you haven't made a commitment to that, I urge you and challenge you to make that commitment today, right now. Make the Bible a priority in your life so that you can hear what God has said to you. Amen?